Pick out your movie, lounge on your couch, watching the stars while you slouch. Now you can listen to what they'll say. It's Easton and friends bringing the couch critics your way. Three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Couch Critics. Uh, We're back at you with another episode. Uh, I have a good friend with me and my number one Warzone teammate here, uh, Damien Heiser. Glad to have you with us. Thanks, man. Glad to be here. Um, so uh, sometimes we'll do a like movie news uh, thing just to kind of see uh, what's going on in the movie world. But really, there's not too much going on, especially with this quarantine. Uh, no one's really... Uh, putting out movies uh netflix has put out a couple things but uh nothing too crazy since that extraction episode that uh we did earlier um although scooby-doo came out with a new movie so uh i guess if you haven't checked that one out if you have kids it's it's pretty good for uh, a kid audience but i mean if you're over the age of 13 you're probably not gonna like it i watched it last night with uh my brother-in-law who has autism and he seemed to enjoy it but uh, like all of us adults didn't really find it that enjoyable. So I might do a review over that just because there's nothing else going on. But, um, yeah, that's really the only movie news I know about. Uh, so we'll just jump into this episode, which is going to be over uh, The Irishman. Um, Netflix movie that came out by uh, Scorsese, right? Yep. Yeah. Scorsese um, movie. Yeah. And uh took me a, a little while to get to it. Um, Damien... Uh, gave me a couple suggestions of movies uh, that we could review, and uh, I picked this one out of the few movies he did just because um, I really wanted to watch it and had to have an excuse to watch it because if you know anything about the movie, it's a three-and-a-half-hour movie. Yeah. Um, so I just kind of had to will myself to do it, and um, so, yeah, that's why we decided to pick this one. So I guess before we get into that part of uh, the episode, just to get – to know Damien a little bit. Um, so obviously he told me to watch this one. So this is a movie that I think he enjoys. But what are some other movies that you would consider your favorite movies, Damien? Yeah, so uh, another Scorsese film I really like is The Wolf of Wall Street, which uh, per Scorsese style is also long. Um, I'm also a big fan of both Blade Runners, uh, especially 2049. Uh, can't go wrong with Christopher Nolan's The Dark Knight trilogy. And I'm also a big fan of the Lord of the Rings trilogy since uh, I've been a kid. So... Uh, and also Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. <laughs> uh, obviously, the last one. There's the best out of out of all of the movies he's said. True, man. It spawned the Clone Wars. It's great. <laughs> um, looking through Scorsese's movies before I, I guess we actually start reviewing uh, The Irishman. Uh, I've only seen a few of them. I've seen Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Wolf of Wall Street, The Departed, um, and most of Silence. Uh, but other than that, I don't think I've seen a lot of his other movies. I think Shutter Island's a big one that everyone talks about. Oh, I did see Hugo. But that one was kind of a weird movie that came out in 2011. Yeah. Um, so I guess I've seen most of his feature films. Um, there's a few in there that I still need to see. But uh, I think Wolf of Wall Street's probably... No, actually, The Departed is probably my favorite out of his his movies. Yeah. Um, I've only seen Wolf of Wall Street and The Departed. And I haven't seen The Departed. I saw The Departed when I was younger so i don't yeah. remember it as much but i really like wolf of wall street a lot i'm surprised you didn't watch goodfellas uh i keep being told to watch it and 
uh, especially by Thess. He was texting me the other day, and he was like, we were talking about, I mentioned to him that you and I were doing the Irishman, and he was like, well, you know, you should check out Goodfellas, too. And I would probably enjoy it. It's just, I just have, the hardest part is watching the actual movie. You know, starting it is the hardest part for me, so. That's true. But, yeah, I do want to, I mean, he's a really good director, and I, I like, you know, these two movies I've seen of him, so uh, I would watch it for sure. Yeah. I started Raging Bull, and then I found out it was black and white, and had to, I went ahead and decided Not to a fan of the it. black and white films? Uh, I just had to be in the mood for him. Oh, yeah. So, I just wasn't. I thought it was going to be, like, a standard boxing movie that's, you know, yeah. Rocky or Southpaw or... Um, Especially if you're not expecting that, too. It's kind of Yeah, like I, I just saw it on Netflix and figured, hey, I'm just going to get into a boxing movie. I like most of them that I see. Um, and then I was like, okay, maybe it's just like a background story thing. And now it was, it was all black and white. Going. And so <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just check this one again, though. But it's supposed to be... I think that one's Robert De Niro as well. Um, yeah, that one's also Robert De Niro. It's supposed to be one of his better performances. So I do want to check it out just have to be in the mood for a no color movie and it's probably another movie that's probably pretty long yeah i don't know the runtime of it but yep probably so all right um i guess now we've talked about the director a little bit i think everyone's kind of a fan of him everyone kind of uh waits for his movies to come out usually is a pretty blockbuster it was kind of weird that he decided to do a netflix movie um and i believe it did make an oscar run even though it was a netflix movie because it I don't know if I got nominated for a couple different things. I thought it won something. Yeah, I think it won. Um, I guess I can look it up. I remember seeing that like picture video of like Al Pacino and Joe Pesci and uh, De Niro all sitting together at a table and stuff. Yeah, he got nominated for a couple th- different things, and I think uh, one of the bigger ones was. Uh, effects because of the whole de-aging and yeah. and the aging part of it um which honest i mean honestly it was really really well done we'll talk about it yeah <laughs> um i'm trying to look through here to see we got nominated for cinematography um and costume design and achieving and di- uh, directing nominees so yeah director um so yeah it, it, I don't think it actually won anything, though. Um, yeah, the, quite a bit of things. Um, yeah, I'm still going through here and do not see him winning anything, um, which is okay. I mean, to get nominated is something, too. So, All right. Um, I know a lot of you uh, obviously listened to uh, the episode, so we're just going to do a little bit of a non-spoiler review. Um, so I'll just let you take the floor and talk about what you want to talk about and We'll just get this thing going. So try to stay away from any spoilers because okay. I'm sure there's a lot, especially yeah. towards the last 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, that last uh, act was pretty crazy. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, the three main characters are Frank Sheeran, who's played by De Niro, Jimmy Hoffa's played by Al Pacino, and then Russ Buffalino is Joe Pesci. It's a mob mobster-type movie um, with a lot of political stuff in it as well and it's based off of this book that the actual lead investigator of frank sheeran's case so this is like a non-fiction type film too but i'm you know sure some parts are dramatized yeah, or sure. added to because um but frank said like all this really happened in real life most for the most part and the lead detective of frank sheeran's case 
uh, wrote this book called I Heard You Paint Houses, and that's what this movie was based off of. Um, and the painting houses is basically murdering people yeah. for the mob. Uh, and it's kind of funny that so De Niro's character at one point when he meets Jimmy Hoffa, who's Pacino's character, says, uh, he goes, oh, well, I hear you paint houses. And De Niro goes, yeah, I also do my own carpentry work, which that also means that he disposes of his own bodies. That's kind of interesting. But, uh, so, you know, stuff I you know liked about it, you know, the acting, of course, is great. Um, you know, you got three really big old timers in there that are doing a really good job. Yeah. Uh, I really, I feel like there's a lot of callback stuff to the Godfather in this movie in a way. Um, like all the Italian stuff, uh, of course. I mean, that's just mobs. Yeah. I was like, if you do any kind of mob movie, you have to, you have have to, to, um, the war, like Frank Sheen's character went to fought in world war two. Uh, Michael Corleone fought in world war two as well. Uh, stuff like that. Uh, and then also just kind of like that rise in power of Frank, you know, rises to be pretty top tier in this mob. And Michael Corleone, of course, rises to be the godfather at one point. Uh, the music, I thought the music is really good in this movie. And I think it's kind of uh, interesting. I mean, it's this mix of jazz. It's this mix mm-hmm. of blues. Uh, it's all classic stuff. It sounds really good. I think it kind of like opposes scenes in a way. So like sometimes the music is like really jovial, but like there's like really crappy stuff going on or like someone's getting their head beat in or something. You know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Like uh I always I think that's kind of funny, but it's also like I don't know it makes it interesting. Uh kind of keeps your I don't know, it's interesting to me. It's a contrast which is kind of cool. Uh I I think the humor, like there's some humor in the movie yeah. and it's not forced at all no. to me. It seems very like it like fits. It's like if these were real people in real life, this would be the kind of things they would say, and it'd be funny. Uh, which I like. I hate forced humor. Uh, it just really makes me cringe. And this didn't really have any of that. To it's me. one of the biggest problems with a lot of movies that have come out recently. Oh yeah, they just want humor in the movie, and they just the writers just can't naturally put it in the movie. Yeah, they have to like. It just makes you cringe. Yeah. For I think of just when everything that I think of Star Wars. Yeah, that's <laughs> what most people think of is Star Wars and Marvel movies. Yeah. Because Disney's the king of trying to force comedy in there, and a lot of people love them, obviously, because it's one of the biggest companies in the world. But yeah, it's definitely a problem of theirs and a lot of other companies that do it too. So I think there's, I mean, there's definitely some really smart people behind this movie that knew how oh, to yeah. write a good film uh, to the best of their ability. I also thought, like in the movie, Frank Sheeran. Uh, which is De Niro's character, gives, like, these tips for a lot of stuff, and he just starts talking about, like, uh, oh, well, here's what you should do to kill someone. You should do this. You should use this type of weapon. You should... Yeah. All this stuff, which is just, like, really funny to me. It's like if you were talking to this guy in real life, and you're like, hey, like, how do I do this? You're like, oh, well, you can do this. You can do that. You can do that. And it's like this old man is just, like, going on. It's like, I don't know, talking to your grandpa about something. Yeah. He just goes off on it. And it, that's kind of, like, endearing to me, even though it's morbid because he's yeah. talking about how to murder a guy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, really, uh, you know, I, I liked a lot of the stuff I saw, uh, you know, you really feel like you're in the fifties and sixties in this film. Um, Costume design was, yeah. was pretty good, pretty on point. Uh, you know, it's really, I think it can be, and we'll probably talk a little bit more about this later. I think it can be kind of hard if you don't understand the history behind this era. Like when I knew this movie, I had no idea who Jimmy Hoffa was. Who apparently was a really big deal back then, yeah. and, and so, it touches on that. Yeah, and it says so that nobody under, nobody knows who he is anymore. But at yeah. the time, so I googled about Jimmy Hoff after I watched this movie, and I was like, oh my gosh, like this dude was like pretty big news, and you just don't really hear about him. Like, you know, I was never taught about Jimmy yeah. Hoff in my history class. 
Uh, but he was really big for unions and stuff back in the 50s and 60s. So uh, I think, like, the history's cool behind it, but I think that can also that also hurts the movie a little bit. But, uh, uh, yeah, what do you think, Easton? Um, d- yeah, just general thoughts. Um, obviously, it has a, a star-studded cast with Robert De Niro being the front guy and then uh, Al Pacino and Joe Pesci. Those are three, obviously, great actors, so... Um, I thought the acting in it was really, uh, really well. Um, and, uh, the way that it moves through time with these three characters, um, always being, uh, the same actors throughout, you know, what, 30 years of, of film, like maybe yeah. even 40 years. I mean, it could be, it's it was a long, a long time. time. It's basically till they, yeah, till they die, till they, till they all die. Yeah. So when they're really all a, 80, almost a whole lifetime. Uh huh. And they used the same actor, and uh, I thought that was really important because of how many different characters they were putting in and out of the movie. And if you started changing actors in the middle or in certain spots of you know one person changing to a different actor, like movies usually have to do, uh, it would not have worked at all. So yeah. I thought that was uh, really well done, um, and you couldn't tell that uh, there was any kind of digital effects in. Um, at least I didn't. Yeah, it uh, looks it looks good. I think the when they were really young, when Robert De Niro was really young, was the closest. It was kind of you could kind of tell, but it still looked really well. Yeah. I mean, at I, his youngest when he was driving the car. But it, yeah. if I didn't know that it like that they used a de aging, I wouldn't have really yeah. thought about it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think this is a spoiler at all. No, but, probably. Uh, well, actually, I don't know what you're saying. Probably I'll, not. Uh, I'll, I'll get I'll get into it. You can cut me off if so. But I don't think it is. But like they use the de aging process, which looks really good, and I especially think it looks really good for Al Pacino. Like I think it looks really good on his, yeah, Jimmy Hoffa and his character. Uh, but it's kind of w- it was weird to me because at the beginning of the movie when like De Niro's the truck driver and yeah. whatever, uh, like he looks a lot. He looks like how he looked in like, oh I don't know, like two thousand early two thousands maybe. Oh okay, maybe a little. You didn't think he looked young enough? Yeah, so I thought that this dude is like you know thirty driving the trucks around or whatever and like everyone starts to refer to him as kid and i'm like why are they calling him kid he's older than all these people but it turns out he's supposed to be in his 20s or something like that gotcha so like i too thought he was i mean he had to have been old enough to go through a war though yeah well so he yeah. had to have at least been late 20s i just thought that he was i don't know i mean i'm driving a truck cause yeah year old whatever yeah but he's actually a kid just got out of the, just come back from war basically so gotcha. i didn't get that until after the movie and i was like oh so it's the de-aging stuff's cool but i think it can hurt the immersion a little bit yeah you think if they just used a different actor just for yeah that young spot, and i mean you worked. can look at like i look at like you know the godfather is another yeah he's like de niro versus uh i don't even remember who played Vito. i can't remember his name right now but like you know that works really well but i think the movie is set up for that because you know when it's a flashback and stuff like yeah that, so. yeah but i think this makes it easier and for me uh, this movie was like so much, like so much content. Oh yeah. It, I mean, even though it's three and a half hours, there's just I almost feel like I didn't know what was going on some points because of what they couldn't spend enough time, uh, and just stuff was happening so fast that I couldn't really nail some of the stuff that went down. Now, I I only saw it once, and you've seen it twice. Yeah. Um, and I actually had to break up because it's three and a half hours. I did a two hour, and then the next day I watched an hour and a half. So, yeah. I also didn't watch it all in one sitting so maybe that's why i kind of missed a couple of it but well you definitely i mean it goes by it's three and a half hours but it goes by fast yeah it goes yeah. like right it's like a it's like it's, it's a car on the highway it just keeps going yeah because like, there is just so much going on and so like the my set i watched it twice 
like pull through both yeah. times and take a break. So like of course the second time around I catch a little more stuff, I pick up on a little more stuff. But like one thought that I had while watching it was like this is a lot and I'm sure there's like way more that they couldn't put in still. Oh yeah. And so I honestly wondered if like what if they did a series of this on Netflix, like the Irishman series. And like uh um I don't know if you've seen Hateful Eight. Oh uh, yeah, I have but seen they, they did that on Netflix. So oh, there's Hateful they? Eight, which is two and a half hours, and then they did extended version, which is three or four uh, episodes. Oh, so it's the same movie; okay. uh, it's just the movie and the extended version, but they cut it up into four episodes, so you can kind of watch it. Okay, I think that would that would have helped this yeah. film. And there or... definitely are points where you could like this is kind of the end and oh, moving yeah. I mean, on you to can the next. Tell section. when when the acts are finishing yeah. and closing. Like so. it, it's really the the like whole movie is like. For like the first what three fourths of it, it's like like Joe Pesci and De Niro's characters are going up to Michigan, yeah, with their wives, and he's like kind of telling this backstory. We're not doing spoiler yet, so don't don't go too far into spoilers. Sorry, I won't go. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that more. But yeah. it's an interesting like storytelling device that yeah. eventually comes together. Then it keeps exactly. moving forward. Yeah. So like they could easily do that. I that could have been yeah. done for sure. I think. Yeah, but I think Scorsese probably just had a, a movie in mind, and he doesn't mind. Doing a three and a half hour movie, so yeah. Well, yeah. I think he was just like, "I'm doing a movie. I want it. I'll make it as long as I want, as long as I need it to be." And I mean, oh, everyone's yeah. going to say, "Okay." Which I'm sure is what happened. I mean, I'm yeah. sure. If somebody came up to him and was like, "Do you want to split us into like a mini series on Netflix?" He'd be like, "No." That's probably not his thing. Exactly. I think he would kind of shut it down. But I think it's fine as a movie because. I, I mean, he takes his time with some stuff, but just for me, there was a lot of content. No, I mean because you're doing. 60 years of the Italian mafia for, I mean, yeah, so there's obviously a lot going on. Um, I mean, it obviously worked, and it's a good piece of it. But I I think it could have just been better had they maybe done something like that, was my thought behind it. Yeah, I think that's probably a lot of people's thoughts, especially when they're sitting down for three and a half hours to watch a movie. They're like, I definitely could have, you know, done hour segments of this. Yeah. uh, So, yeah, that was... One thing I liked of uh, the aging and that I liked that they didn't use different characters and that uh, they tried to do something uh, that I think worked for the most part. Um, it kept me in it and able to follow the story a little bit better than, than some movies when you're moving back and forth between different characters. And uh, Tristan and I did Little Women last uh, uh, last week, and they did, I think there's a seven-year gap between, like, there's like two different stories that they're telling at the same time, kind of, and it's really hard to tell for a lot of people when they're doing the before and the after. Oh, yeah. And with this, it's really easy when, like, you know, when they're 15 years down the road and when they're when he's at his youngest. I mean, you can yeah. just by how yeah, yeah. old they look, you can totally understand or know where they're at because they do flip between them being in, I think, their second oldest, and yeah. like the beginning two parts a lot. When they're in the car, you know, they, yeah, they switch like, between those. That seems to be, like, the center point, and they're kind of moving from that uh, all over the place. So, yeah, like, the 20 to 30s and, like, 40s to 50s maybe. Yeah. And then, like, 60s. To and you can totally tell where, yeah. where they're at. So, uh, yeah, I definitely like that. I do like, I mean, most movies that do um, a 50s or 60s era uh, do a, a good job of making you feel like you're in it. So, I think they, again, did a really good job. I don't think I've seen a movie that – was supposed to be in the 50s and it didn't look like it so 
Um, but I mean, they did do a good job there. Um, I think we've just perfected that time period. As yeah. As filmmakers have anyway, because it's been used for a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure in Hollywood they have sets that you can just. I mean, yeah. so many movies have done it that it's not that it's not hard. So like, I watched a movie, Motherless Brooklyn, a couple. I think it came out last year, and it wasn't a big movie. And it still did a good job of making you feel like you were in the 60s or 50s. I couldn't remember exactly the date. but yeah. um, So you don't have to be a huge film to make it look good. But they obviously did. Um, i trying to think of something maybe I didn't like from it. Um, yeah, I think, like I said, the only thing I, I dislike is that there was just so much. And sometimes it was just too much information for me to really know, like, who was being, like, who was betraying who. Or, you uh, know, yeah, that whole dynamic of something the, you, there's a lot of characters. Yeah. And sometimes it was hard to realize when somebody was doing the wrong thing. And they do a lot of, like, they speak in a certain lingo. Yeah. And if you're not 100% on par with what their lingo is, sometimes it takes you four or five times hearing kind of their lingo to understand it. So then you kind of yeah, like don't understand it the like first time. The really big twist in the film is, like, kind of confusing if you know what i mean you know what i'm talking about yeah i mean we'll we'll get i into don't know it. exactly what you're talking about but we'll, we'll i'm sure when it. we talk about it i'll, I'll yeah. catch on but like the second time around you pick up on stuff a lot more and you start to kind of realize some more stuff but i totally see what it's like that like mob lingo and like yeah it's very like like there's subtle. obvious ones it's so much like, it's very subtle it's yeah like there's obvious ones like do you paint walls yeah like she's like okay you know blood squirts on wall okay like, like it makes sense yeah but then there's like i can't think of some but the, like there are a lot smaller ones that are used that, just kind of like the way that they'll be like oh you know i don't like how he's talking like this uh you know someone should tell him not to talk like that and it's kind of like this like assumed thing of like yeah and a lot of times yeah. in the movie De Niro, so frank frank yeah, yeah frank will say like so you want me to you want me to? And he was like, "No, no, we don't need to do that." And so, like, even him, he's like, "They're they're take, talking in this sort of language, and they don't even understand. Like, yeah, they don't even realize it. Like, like, something needs to be done here." And he's like, "Oh, what did, I so, I like, can specifically <laughs> yeah. what do you want done?" He's like, "I can, you know, I could get it done." And he's like, and then they're like, "No, no, no, not that. Just yeah. something, not that, but something." So it's like he's a very capable character, yeah. which I think is like the point. It's like. Because it's, it's kind of hard because Robert De Niro has played an Italian in almost every movie. I think he even is Italian, right? Like, he's not Irish. He's not an Irish guy. Yeah. And, but I think the point of the film is that the real-life Frank Sheeran was an outsider to this group of people. And he kind of got adopted by them because he was useful to them. And he was very, like, he did what they said, basically. And they liked yeah. that. And he rose up in the ranks because of that. Yeah. So I think it's supposed to be, like, he doesn't have any idea what is happening. Gotcha. He's just kind of going with it. But it's kind of hard to know that because obviously Robert De Niro has been an Italian mobster yeah. in a lot of movies, and he's—I it- think he is Italian. Like I think he's Italian heritage. So I, don't I think that's one other thing about this movie is that like he's not Irish, but he's playing the Irishman. I don't think he's supposed to be the Irishman because they call somebody else the Irishman in the middle of the movie, the president. No, I think he's the Irishman. Maybe I just picked it up weird. But I could be totally wrong. It could be someone else. I, but I'm I, just, per- I thought there he was, was the a Irish line man. in the middle that said he's the Irish. No, man. no, he's because the, they call him Irish at certain points. In yeah, the he, but they, they call, don't call him, him the Irish man. No, but they call him like they specifically call somebody the Irish man. It's uh, Frank is the Irish man for sure. I'm 100 percent because someone uh, 
Sally Sally Bugs, who's a character in the movie, calls him Irish. He doesn't call him Frank. He calls him Irish. I just remember there was a line in there that I think they were talking about the president, um, which we can kind of get into later because that's kind of a big, I think, point in the movie. With yeah, uh, no, that's a that's a big plot point of the movie. Um, kind of, it is a plot point. Yeah, and I could have swore that somebody said, but I don't think he's Irish. This this president. Gotcha. Or maybe they call well, because Frankie or Jimmy wanted donated to Nixon. Jimmy, yeah. So Jimmy donates and, campaign money to and Nixon. Nixon's Irish. I don't know what Nixon was because Jimmy's Irish. Is Jimmy Irish? See, that's see, that's the the, the they don't necessarily specifically say who's what nationality, but I know that the, that. Jimmy and Joe, uh, Jimmy and Russell are not the same. Russell was an, is Italian. Okay, and so, so that is, means Jimmy is. Irish. I thought I thought Jimmy was Italian though too because he's in with them. But but because Russell wanted uh, the mob, which this is like even like conspiracy theorists know this. The Italian mob put this yeah. president into power. Yeah, and Russell is a part of the Italian. Russell right. was part of that yes. Italian mob, so that means he must be Italian. And Jimmy did not want. Uh, uh, why am I blanking? Kennedy did not want Kennedy to be uh, president. We can't say the president. Yeah. yeah so Kennedy. Fine. Yeah, Kennedy. I don't. Okay, I know for sure Frank is Irish though. That's one hundred. I know one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last name Sheeran. Like that's an Irish last name. Jimmy. What's his, what's his last name? Jimmy. Jimmy Hoffa. H O F F A. German descent. Yeah, so Frank's the Irishman. I'm trying to th- figure out if he's Irish. Jimmy Hoffa. Italian. Let's see. Google can sometimes explain things well. It's just telling me the same thing that he's his, his father was German. I mean, he was born in uh, Indiana, but. Yeah, Frank 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 is the Irishman. Um, well, I wasn't saying that Jimmy's the Irishman. Oh. I was saying that I think they called one of the presidents. Now that could just be unrelated. It might be. Un- I feel like that's a little. Un- I think it's unrelated because Jim Frank. The, yeah, it's Frank. But another thing I did like about the movie is you know when like they introduce new characters. Yeah. Do it. They like put their names up. And like the date they are, they die and how they died, I kind of think that that's a humorous, like a little like humor. Yeah, yeah. It's it also was. it's like a good like it, like it kind of helps you remember this character a little more because you're like, oh, this guy dies this way. Okay, cool. Oh, Richard Nixon slams Irish as meaning drunks. So, I don't know. That they're not telling me what nationality Nixon is, or I guess what. Uh, I think the presidents are a more of a minor plot point. Yeah, maybe. yeah. It's just like, but for I me, mean, they it, didn't it, tell everybody their nationality, and that's how I, in my mind, was separating who was who, who was Irish, and who was uh, Italian. Yeah, I think the real big is Frank. The Frank is the real, the big one, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he obviously was. Uh, Kennedy was the first Irish 
Catholic president. Okay. So. Two Irishmen. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, I guess we can kind of move on to, unless you have any other general uh, things you want to talk about. I know you said you liked the music and stuff. I didn't feel like the music really added much other than the atmosphere of the 50s and 60s. Yeah. Like it. I didn't notice it, which isn't a bad thing, but for me, that's not a plus. You know, when I think of the Irishman, I'm not going to think of the music. No, like yeah. I do when I watch Star Wars or Joker. Right, or, it's not. It's not any of that. Like, yeah, you know, that gets you. It's Indiana just, Jones. This was know. like more of like when I watched it on my second, my you second watch through. I kind of like noticed you, it a little more. I was, I was like, probably okay. also trying to pay more attention to the story and try to yeah. follow that than the smaller stuff on the side. Yeah, and it's so. not like a soundtrack you'll bump in the car. <laughs> you'll bump when you're doing whatever, you know, but it's like I mean, I think it it enhances some of the scenes. Gotcha. Which is which is what its base job is supposed yeah, to be. Right? Yeah, yeah. So. Um but yeah, I didn't It does its job well. Yeah, I liked that. Yeah, sure. Um yeah, I can't think of anything really general uh thoughts, so I guess we can kind of go into uh, go into some spoilers. Uh, Damien has a long list of notes he wants to go over. Um, with I guess with the three and a half hour movie, notes probably isn't yeah. a bad idea. But I kind of wing it, so it keeps me on. Keep me keeps my thoughts on track. Yeah, yeah, thoughts. which is fine. I probably should have with a movie this long that I hadn't seen before. But I've never written notes down for a movie before, so I haven't either. This was a first for me. <laughs> but I wanted to have something to say today. Yeah, yeah. Don't want to come in and then just mind go blank. Uh, the Irishman. <laughs> uh, so I'll let you kind of um, start off with some of the things you want to talk about. So it's just we're in spoilers, so you can talk about a, a plot point. Uh, okay. You can talk about something you didn't like that, you know, happens in the movie that uh, kind of obviously would have ruined it if, if they hadn't seen it yet. So Right. Um, so I think just kind of knowing what, when, what, what kind of thing happens – so like at the very beginning of the movie, we meet Frank, and he's a driver for this company. Well, and before that, you see that he's with uh, Joe Pesci. You see that he's with yeah. Russell. We see he he his truck breaks down on the side of the road. But I'm saying before that. Oh yeah, yeah. So the movie opens with him and Joe like being he, in their like fifties. Yeah, and, and so you know that they're already yeah, friends, and so, then it goes back. And Frank so. is like giving. I mean, it's it's like Frank is like in a nursing home. Uh, like talking to someone yeah. about this whole experience. Yeah, that's like the first first scene. Yeah, yeah. but you don't I mean this, I don't think it matters who he's talking yeah. to. But But I was saying before the truck part, he's already with Joe Pesci and they're driving to Detroit. Yeah. So you know um, that they're already friends and yeah. then you kind of see their Yeah, and then starts their backstory. All you know is they're driving to Detroit and that uh Russ has friends. to make these stops cuz yeah. he's a he's a mobster, he's got to, you know, get his money. And he uh, won't let anybody smoke around him. And he won't. Yeah, he doesn't let people smoke around him. He doesn't let people smoke in the car. And that's kind of a funny thing because they were very. I, I thought it was weird between Russell and uh, Jimmy about them the smoking and the alcohol thing. Like why they were yeah, so he, particular about it. But Frank explains why Russ doesn't smoke. Yeah, yeah. He I, he's like got he's he puts in the situation where he's gonna die or whatever and it's yeah. one of those like i'll never do this if you let me live god and yeah he gets out so he gives up smoking yeah no i get it but i, I don't know like, why jimmy doesn't drink they never talk about that yeah and i thought it was weird how the two biggest characters were very adamant about not doing something and nobody doing it around him like they couldn't smoke around russell and jimmy won't let anybody drink, drink around him it's kind of like them. that like double like it's like hip- hypocritic you know like 
maybe. It's it's or, it's funny because they're these they're doing these really big bad things, but they're like, oh, don't do this small bad yeah. thing and run in front of me. I don't like it. It goes against my moral code <laughs> or something silly like that. Yeah, but that's uh, fair enough. I think it's kind. Of, I think it's hard to. One one plot point is that so Frank is this driver and yeah. he meets this guy named Skinny Razor who's in with the mob, mm-hmm. and one of his friends introduces him to Skinny and Skinny likes steak and Frank drives steak he drives yeah cow cow parts for steak and so he makes Frank makes this deal with this guy named Skinny that he'll give him some of his trucks delivery to him for more money uh, and at one point he they open the the trailer and there's nothing in there. Frank's like, they start, you know, his boss is freaking out at him and Frank's like, oh, I don't know what happened. And I think that's kind of, I think it's kind of hard. Like, I didn't like get it. I was like, and then he, and then the next scene is he's on trial yeah. for stealing from yeah. his company. But you don't, I, for me, it was like, when I first watched it, I was like, why, like, what did he do wrong? And I just felt like that was kind of difficult to, like, I finally like, you just guessed that, oh, well, he just told Skinny to just take all of it. He doesn't care anymore. Like, that's kind of like his first foray into yeah, doing I think something he bad. Just, I think he had escalated and started giving more and more and more of his meat away, and he lost his whole entire truck. Yeah. And uh, obviously, if you go to your first stop. So it, it kind of explains it with um, they load the meat, and then they throw that little tick on there mm-hmm. so that when you go to your stop, they know that nobody's gone into it before. And so he had kind of gotten into, like... it was Because it was so cold that the guy who was supposed to put it on didn't want to put it on, so he would just give it to Frank and, and trusted Frank that Frank would just put it on for him. Exactly. So um, he wouldn't put it on, and then he would go deliver it to somebody else and then put it on afterwards. Yeah. And the loaders and stuff wouldn't count the meat, and so usually if they were lo- if they had like two less or something, I guess they didn't notice. Mm-hmm. But like, one time, little... Jimmy just decided to... Or it was skinny, or one of the two decided just, to just, just took all of it, yeah. whether it was Frank's... And I think Jimmy... I think J- or I, sorry, not Jimmy. I think Frank knew. Because, I think so too. Because he kind of was like, like he played it off. The like, way he reacted was like, oh, I don't. How could I know? I'm yeah. the driver. And is I mean, in a normal situation, is completely true. I mean, if if all he does is go to the truck, like go to his go to work, pick up the truck, get in the truck, and drive to his stop, he would have no idea if it's loaded or not. Now, yeah. of course, the guy did say. You know, you could you not tell. notice you were driving a lighter load or whatever. Yeah, and, he's like, and well, I don't know. And I mean, as somebody who drives trucks, you probably could, but in all reality, you're probably not thinking about it. You're just like trying to get point done a with point B. Yeah, you're just trying to get done with your work. And now I, for my job, I check, but he can't check. Like he's not even, exactly. He's not supposed to be able to check. Yeah. So, um, I. It's obviously why he won the the uh, case years yeah. later. Or, or he uh, gets a, a mob lawyer to help him. Yeah. Which yeah. is Russ Buffalino's brother, Bill Buffalino. And then, uh, so he wins for him, and it's the judge, like, condemns the, his old boss for yeah. trying to sue a, a loyal worker yeah. or something which like that. Which was awesome. Which was pretty funny. So then that's when, so then Bill takes Frank out to dinner to, like, basically the mobster's, like, restaurant, yeah. basically. And that's where he meets Russ again. Uh-huh. And, and he's like, oh, I remember you from, you know, when you helped me with my truck. And, you know, they keep telling him, like, trying to cover up that he's a big mob, that Russ is a big mobster. But by that point, Frank's like, I know this guy's not yeah. who they're saying he is. I know that because he, he recognizes the guy he's sitting with as yeah. an actual mobster. But basically, from that point on, Frank starts doing Working. dirty deeds for them. Yeah. I mean, uh, he starts off not doing, like, 
anything too crazy. He starts off just like delivering and driving and stuff for yeah, him. Yeah, and threatening people. Yeah, but then it straight up turns and to he starts murder. They start asking to kill people. Too. Yeah, which uh, which I thought was really funny. Uh, the whole lake thing oh, was yeah. I thought really funny. Um, Could harm a small country if they you just got die for these weapons. Yeah, and just the whole. I mean, if that's really what they did, I mean, he talked about how he's supposed to kill people, and they said, and you always get rid of the weapon. The weapon, and all they did was throw it in a lake that. Thousands of other guns rolling, yeah. Which means they were buying a new gun every single time that they killed someone. But yeah, also just how like nonchalant or like they would just kill people in public places and not care that their face wasn't covered, and somehow it didn't, it never came back to bite them was really surprising. Yeah, especially towards the end when he went, he like goes into the restaurant and kills kills uh, Joey. Yeah, and just like. Out, I mean, how many people, like 15 people are just in that place. And he just walks in, yeah. looks, turns around, and pulls out two guns and shoots them like three times. And it's, I mean, it's interesting because you know that this whole community of people knows each other, right? Yeah. And like, that's, well, yeah. For yeah. the most part, they know. I, I mean, mean, at that point, Frank is, is a, he's a local leader of one of the unions. So everyone knows who Frank is. Yeah. The, and in the movie. Well, at that point, was he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he was at the dinner with uh, Russ and. Yeah. Basically, Joey just disrespected them, and they're like, "He's a problem. We got to kill him." Yeah, and he, I think I, it's I think it's more like they've paid it. They pay off cops. They know like I still think it's funny how they what like Frank was still doing that stuff while being one of the top guys. Oh yeah, like he's how still they didn't a top just, mobster, but still doing the dirty work. Yeah, like why didn't he just? Because if he does like get caught, I, I mean, I think he liked it. He, I mean, that's maybe true. You know what I mean? I mean, he did go up and just beat up random people because he like at the end of the movie when he's with his other daughter and he just like doesn't have an explanation he i only did this stuff to protect them yeah or when he like when he has his confession at the end of the movie at that priest and the priest is like well do you have any remorse for anything you've done and he's like well, why would i have remorse and he's like well do you have remorse for these people's families he's like well, I, didn't I didn't know, know their families. families so why would i have remorse for it? it's just like i think this guy liked killing people yeah i mean probably he did in the war. I mean, look, I mean, it showed the flashback of him in the war where he made these two, I take it, Germans dig their own graves and then, and then just shot him and just was like, okay, yeah. and just continued going. And he like laughed at the fact that, oh, they thought because they were digging their own graves, they, would they were going to survive after it. For a good no, job. you're legitimately grieving, like you're digging your own grave. I'm doing that because I don't want to do it. Yeah. I think he just did what, what he had to do. He took orders. He was a soldier, basically. Yeah. That's so. true. And that's why Russ liked him so much is because he knew that he could get this guy to do. And he didn't wanted. talk. And he didn't. Yeah, he didn't talk. He did not talk. He did not talk. Um, but yeah, the movie moves on from there, and Jim Frank eventually meets Jimmy uh, after he cheats on his wife and marries the waitress. Yeah. Um, and then the one thing I didn't really get with that was him and his wife still together though. No, so I don't even know his first wife's name. Okay, because it kind of said something like they get along, and I don't know if that maybe it was the daughter that he was talking about. I th- it might have been that Irene and like Peggy got along or okay. something. Like so that. it was probably the daughters. Yeah, just the way that it sounded, it sounded like they were saying his mistress and his wife got along together, so he's not worried about it. Yeah, but, I don't. Okay, that makes because I never saw the the, I only saw the waitress again yeah because you see his first wife like very briefly i don't even think they mention her name uh i'm pretty sure they do if they do i don't remember it okay and then 
he meets yeah. Re- I don't Irene. remember a lot of the secondary characters names. Yeah. He meets Irene at the restaurant cuz she's mm-hmm. a new waitress and yeah. he falls for her and they get married. He even uh, says how much she knows it was a bad decision when he was yeah. doing it. But and ultimately uh like starts the fall of his family and oh because then that leads to him because uh, he goes and he beats the crap out of the shop owner after yeah he, like, i don't think that has anything to do with um his mistress though that no was, but it, i mean that's like starts like yeah. the separation of peggy from yeah. him and i was like and if they were still together i feel like they he would have had a better relationship with his kids yeah and that's I mean, why he said i know that this is a bad decision but he doesn't care yeah um but yeah jimmy and frank meet uh and that moves into the Kennedy stuff where so Jimmy's like this big leader of the unions yeah. and he's got to have for someone drivers. help him with the stud his yeah for cab drivers which that's a, one of my favorite scenes in the movie actually is the, the oh, cab the, scene where they're destroying all the cabs yeah because so like Jimmy uh has Frank to go and help his people destroy this rival cab company's cabs Does Russell and Russell's the one that introduces them to yeah that. Okay. Russell inter- they introduce them over the phone yeah, but so that's like Jimmy's first task to Frank, really. And so, like, they're pushing these cabs into the river, and the one of the guys is like, "Man, this is taking so long, and it's so much, so work. much work." And Frank's like, "And this is another one of the things I love about the movie is this mob slang." He's like, "Well, do you guys have any candy?" Yeah, and the dude's like, "Candy? What the fuck is candy?" <laughs> and the next scene is Frank opens his trunk and he pulls out gasoline, di- and, gasoline dynamite. and dynamite, and they blow up all these cars, and it was. It's just like one of those things that is well, funny. His love for candy was the only reason why he got arrested. Yeah, it's true. Later in the movie. So yeah. If he just would have done the hard work, he wouldn't have spent 12 years in prison. Yeah. But so, and then that's the next scene is when they're, uh, the him and the guy that he was with or with Jimmy and they like sneak alcohol into a watermelon. They're eating this alcohol. Yeah. This watermelon. Cause they know Jimmy doesn't like watermelon or liquor. Yeah. And Frank, <laughs> I thought Frank Frank didn't really care for the watermelon and the drinking and stuff. I thought it was kind of funny. Yeah, he Frank, was just like okay, but and the other guy was all into <laughs> the it. other guys. This is the slob. Like, <laughs> this is the guy. You know, it was just an idiot. But uh, that kind of starts Frank's and Jimmy's relationship of like building this trust and becoming like actual friends with each other. Um, and then the Kennedy, Kennedy JFK gets elected by the Italian mob, and then his cousin Bobby Kennedy starts prosecuting Jimmy for uh fraud and like basically like basic fraud. Yeah. Extortion. See, that's, that's just what I didn't understand. Uh not extortion. Or yeah, like yeah, because Tony Pro mm-hmm. gets for extortion loses that, his pension. Yeah. And that's what I didn't get is why did Russell and their mob want Kennedy to get elected and then Jimmy didn't? Is uh, it just because of the personal vendetta between Kennedy and because I think I think because the only reason the, why the Kennedys wanted to take down Jimmy is because he gave money to Nixon. Yeah, and I think that's where like some of the history comes in. Maybe oh, that I just don't Cause know. Because yeah, because I think if you and this is also conspiracy stuff too. I think well, a the little movie bit. I think kind of yeah. goes on. This yeah. is I mean it pretty much says that the the mob helps Kennedy yeah, get elected. But so it's kind of the story goes. So the mob gets Kennedy elected. Uh, and, but Jimmy gives the mob money is the thing. And so once JFK's cousin, Bobby Kennedy starts prosecuting Jimmy, trying to get him in jail, like that puts the mob's money at risk. So I think what basically ends up happening is that Kennedy like screwed over the mob. Oh, like okay. Used- so at first he 
he uses yeah. yeah he uses them basically so they get their revenge and that's you know eventually when he, gets assassinated. when he gets shot uh and also like the whole bay of pigs thing too gotcha. uh because that also cost the mob money so bay was all over money basically Kennedy, I think, screw, trying to screw I think it over. did kind of say that, but I just didn't really connect the dots. It's, I think it's it says something the, about... I, I, it was only like a line or two of them talking and said that Kennedy didn't do what he said he would. Yeah, it's like very... like It's all the subtle like stuff. Yeah, like It's not blatantly obvious. Cause I, and I, that's one of the things I think that hurts this movie is it, it assumes almost too much of the audience sometimes, knows. thinking that you know a lot of this history. Yeah, Scorsese obviously didn't go to a public school, so... Yeah, apparently not. <laughs> But uh, we weren't really told the story of the Irish mom. <laughs> we, we weren't in Catholic school either. Uh, what do you mean? This is basically your own history. It really is. But <laughs> I think they skimmed over this for some other some other thing. Um, but they eventually introduced Tony Pro, who was like a rival Jimmy type guy. Yeah. Somebody else who does. I mean, that's what isn't that who owned the uh, the other taxis and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because it said somebody else was. Doing a, there's a rival uh, union, mm-hmm. like another a rival taxi union, and that's why he got Tony got sent over, maybe, um, or Frank got sent over. Yeah, but like that's to- what I picked up. But I could be wrong. And yeah. they were always butting head. I mean, yeah, because Tony Tony movie. is the exact opposite of Jimmy. So <laughs> Jimmy's like this guy who like doesn't necessarily want to hurt people. Like he wants to like empower people. I think and. Uh, like he'll do what he has to do to get ahead, but like in the end, he like tries to be a good guy, and he like he's like he has like very he's very opinionated. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you always wear a suit to a meeting. You show up <laughs> ten minutes early. All this stuff. I account for traffic. Yeah, exactly. Well, there's Tony Pro's the opposite. He's, yeah, he's this guy, guy who will like openly threaten you. He'll kill you, uh, extort you, which he eventually goes to jail for. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, which he says, and that like piss. He's basically Jimmy's like arch nemesis. Yeah, and this. Which was world. a pretty big thing throughout a lot of it of um, him threatening a whole bunch of people. And they kept on saying he's threatening, like, too much. Yeah. Like, like it's just weird that the mob is saying that somebody yeah. else is threatening people too much. It's like, it, and it's just really, it's like, like, the mob is, like, so clicky. They're like, mm-hmm. we're with this guy at one point, then we're with But then they won't get guy. rid of him. Because Frank multiple times says, like, I can get rid of him. Like, yeah. I can like, get rid of Frank him. Thre- Frank, uh, Frank. Uh yeah, he puts out there like, oh, I can go kill him if you want. Basically. Yeah, and they're all like, no, 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 don't, don't kill him. Yeah, because it, it would create a, a a war, some sort of conflict. Yeah, uh, but Frank, Frank don't care. Yeah, Jimmy eventually asks Frank to run for president of one of the unions, mm-hmm. which solidifies their friendship. I think because it's a really big honor. I think they were they're they're really good friends, that. but that's just kind of like the you know it's, highest honor that it's, it's like, like sealing the deal. That's like your my second hand like you're one of my. Yeah. Top, it's like I trust you more than anybody. Else. Yeah, so it's like Jimmy, uh, you know, letting Frank know, like, hey, like you're one of my guys, like I trust you. And then Frank eventually returns that with asking Jimmy to speak at his banquet and giving him that award. Um, but JFK eventually gets killed, um, and then Jimmy is still ironically found guilty of fraud and goes to jail for yeah five years or whatever it is. Yeah, which is when his whole entire life got. Kind of where J- yeah, Jimmy's life, because his assistant fits, who is this idiot, basically, yeah. and gives anyone... He's, he's likable. He's a likable guy who gives you money, and that's yeah. why people like him. Well, I think people like him, too, because he's not like he's not one of these other guys who's like, like you do one thing out of line, and I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And he like he looked like he was just nice to... Like, 
he was just a nice guy, but you can't just be a nice guy. Yeah. From, from the outside, he looks like that. And then Jimmy's like, no, he's an idiot. He just gives them whatever yeah. he wants. And yeah. that's like why Jimmy hates him. But That's why everyone yeah. hates him. I mean, Frank said it earlier that he needs to get a, a better second yeah, Frank, guy. Yeah, Frank, Frank did call that he needed a better guy. Than yeah. Fitz. And I'm surprised that I really thought that Jimmy was going to control his thing from jail. Because I thought that was something that the mob did, but that did not happen. No. I mean, they kind of planned for... Uh, and that's another thing I caught in the second pass too. Jimmy pl- kind of plans to go to jail too. Like he, uh, I have it. Well, he probably shouldn't have uh, planned it because it kind of fucked him up in the end. Yeah, he uh, he kind of. It's to me, it seemed like he planned on going to jail, but I don't think what he planned on was Fitz acting the way he was going to act. Gotcha. He thought Fitz was going to be a better fit. Yeah, he thought yeah. Fitz would would do better in his stead. That makes sense. Fitz end up ends up doing the opposite, <laughs> yeah. basically. Um, so then that's kind of like when Jimmy's like, "Well, crap, I messed up there." Uh, but but the big thing that so Fitz gives out money to anyone, but he stops giving it to Russ at one point oh. because yeah, and that's another. Thing I missed that, that. Yeah, because yeah. risk because Russ. Uh, if you remember, like, those, those car bombings go back and forth for a little bit in the movie, and uh, I thought there was only one. No, there's two. So here, so what happens is so Russ. I know that his wife. Yeah. Was super scared that she was going to get her bomb. Which bomb. is another scene I like a lot but too. I only I only saw the one car. Yeah. So, uh, or I only remember the one car. That so definitely could have been more. Russ asks Frank to shake up Fitz's men, but don't go after Fitz and don't kill anyone. So Jim, or so Frank shoots up Fitz's son's car with his son in it. Uh, so that's the first, like, you know, getting at each other. Sure. So then Fitz, in retaliation, bombs. Some guy's yacht with him and his wife walking over to it, but, oh, it's, but it's a guy close gotcha. to the mob. I don't remember his name. He's kind of forgettable. And then the next one is they retaliate again. So they bomb uh, Fitz's car while Fitz and his son are walking to it. And then the last one is Fitz fires Jimmy's wife from the union. And that's when Joe, her name, is walking to her car. She gets in her car. She puts her she like puts her key in the ignition, but before turning it and starting it, she like it's this really tense scene where you're like, Oh, is she's she, is about her, to die. Is her yeah. car about to you know go up in smoke? And she thinks it too. It's really intense. She eventually starts the car and it starts and the tension's relieved right there, which is another scene I liked in the movie. So it's one of the like it's one of the few scenes where you actually kind of feel like really, really tense. For the most part, you don't feel super tense in this movie. It's like watching, like I said, that yeah, highway, yeah. that big like the car in the highway. But this is one of the ones where it kind of seems to, like feels like it slows down a lot because you know if she dies, that like yeah, like that could be it. You know, like it could like Jimmy's not gonna he's gonna react crazy to it, but she doesn't and she's fine. He, the, he just fires her from the job, which is still a pretty big yeah strike. yeah it was. Because uh, she's been in that sh- job for years. Yeah, it's her. It's Jimmy's old union job or old union that she's fired from. Yeah. Um, well, she doesn't do anything, but it says uh, it later on that <laughs> she doesn't do anything. Yeah, she. It's basically it was like a status symbol, yeah. basically. Uh, she's about to go to jail, but then yeah. the defense was she didn't do anything. Anytime she found out that something bad was happening, that she cut it off. Yeah, and that's because she, uh, Jimmy, would put stuff in her name without her knowing too. Yeah. But Tony Pro gets sent to prison eventually for extortion, yeah. which causes him to lose his pension. And him and uh, Tony and Jimmy, while they're still in jail together, get into this big fight about because uh, Tony asked Jimmy to help with his pension. And Jimmy says, I'm not going to do that because I hate you, basically. Uh, and they fight <laughs> each other. Yeah. 
and f- Jimmy also insults Tony because I don't know what what heritage, what ethnicity Tony is, but Jimmy says "you people" like yeah, and as like an uh, like a insult to his ethnicity. I don't yeah. know if he's Hispanic or if he's Puerto Rican or something because he kind of looks like it, but I'm not for sure. Uh, well, his last name is Provenzano. Okay, so he's probably Italian. Well, I don't think Italian because he, I think he's Hispanic or Puerto Rican or something. Because that wouldn't make, I mean, I don't know. That wouldn't make a lot of sense. But he but. basically insults him in like almost like a racist remark. Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, which really starts the fight that they have in jail, a fist fight. Um, which was a terrible fight. But Yeah, and then this is where Joey Gallo comes into the light, uh, and they call Joey Crazy Joe because he kills anyone and everyone. He assassinates people all the time. Uh, and he's a big mob boss, too. Um and Frank, and this is where Frank goes in and kills Joey, uh, which this is, that's like kind of the big culmination of a big gang conflict that starts. But Jimmy gets eventually released from jail, uh, and Nixon gets elected president and gives Jimmy a pardon, a presidential pardon. And Jimmy goes back to try to get his union back. That's when they start blowing stuff up against each Jimmy and Fitz start blowing up stuff on each other. Uh, And eventually it leads up to Frank is getting this award from all of the unions for being a good union boss, I guess. Yeah. uh, Basically. And this is where Frank asks Jimmy, which is a big turning point in their relationship too, is where, so Jimmy has already trusted Frank enough to make him one of his guys. And so Frank is now like returning that respect to Jimmy by having him speak at his presentation and giving him an award but the thing is at this point russ and all the other mob bosses like hate jimmy because jimmy's saying all these things he's saying he's going to cut off the bob money yeah he's going liqu- to liquidate all their assets he's not going to help with their stuff anymore he's basically going to make them repay all the money to him with all this interest like jimmy's kind of like going overboard at this point and the mob he's going crazy like, because he's not yeah because he because he's out of power basically yeah he's just jimmy hoffa but so the mob doesn't like it and you know the mom is like Frank, you know, you someone should tell this guy this, and, and so it's like. And really, if Jimmy just would have been semi nice to Tony, yeah. he would have got his job back, right? If he, they weren't so damn opinionated, you know, or yeah, like have this weird code that these people have, they would have been okay. But well, like if he just would have apologized, which obviously isn't gonna, he would never. He wasn't gonna have. apologize until yeah. he apologizes for being late or whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, this, uh, that's what my point is. If he, if he just would have. Laid off just a little bit. Yeah, he would have got. I'm pretty sure that man, he would have got the endorsement through Tony, and then yeah, he would have got he, his job. That's back. what he was going after was that Tony Pro endorsement, which Tony was going to give him. But all he had to do was apologize exactly. for saying "you people" in jail. That's all he had to apologize for, and yeah. Jimmy just could not do it because he hates the guy so much, and he has the strict code. And because Tony even says back to him, he's like, "Do you think that you're like that you're superior?" And he says, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, yeah, we are superior than you. Like, he is obviously a racist to begin with, and yeah, like he has, a, he's definitely bigoted towards Tony Pro. And yeah, his whatever uh, racist. But, um, so basically, so at this presentation, Russ pulls Frank aside and gives him a ring, which is not explained at all in the movie. Oh, and I had to. Well, no, they explained a little bit and said they, that there's like only there's two only of these two rings. other people, and the other one is Angelo DeVito. One is Russ, and now the third one is Frank. 
but you have no really idea what the ring means, which basically what it means is you're a big three mob boss now. Gotcha. You're a big mob boss, basically. And so, but that is Who like... Who they take it from? I don't think anyone had it. I think it was just Russ oh, and the okay. other guy, and now Russ is... I mean, some probably died a long time ago, and... Yeah, yeah. and I think, I think it was more of Russ... Because you never see... It was probably that guy that uh, was in the bar after Frank won his case. That's the fir- that's the other that's the first guy. That's oh, Angela okay, he didn't DeVito. die yet. That guy's name is Angela DeVito. Oh, okay, he didn't die yet. No, I don't know. I don't think so. But basically that like solidifies Frank and Russ's relationship, which is older than Frank Frank's and Jimmy's because basically Russ is the reason why Frank is where he is now in terms of mob status and even being with Jimmy and everything. So so Russ is like you know ground zero like the first guy that's been close to Frank. And so they have a much deeper relationship. Yeah, yeah. And so that's basically where it's like Russ basically takes over Frank as like, like you're only loyal to me now at this point. And this I think is where the movie comes. So like this whole time the movie's being interwoven between these past events and like the present where they're where Russ and uh Frank and their wives are going to Detroit for this wedding and taking all these stops. And I think after this scene is where it all comes back together. Yeah where they're driving now and you're with that in the present. Yeah, which and is the, the only other, like, you see them later on. Yeah. Just so that, that yeah. later on part. But they're going to this wedding and they're also trying to have basically a peace conference with Jimmy to try to get him to see, you know, the light or read yeah. with him. But he has to sit down with Tony Pro and basically still apologize to Tony Pro. And he still refuses. He, refu- won't, he, won't, see t- he uh, won't do it. He won't do it. And he won't even see Tony. He won't even see him, yeah. but eventually he changes his mind, and Jimmy's like, "Okay, we have to meet at this certain place in public." And Frank's like, "Okay, I'll tell him. Like, it should be fine." And uh, Russ and the mob bosses change the plans and kind of do all this changing, and you're kind of like, "This is kind of weird," but it sets it up to where eventually they're like, "Jimmy has to die. Like, we have to kill Jimmy." Mm-hmm. And when I first watched the movie, so it ends up so Frank eventually. Yeah. Basically, after all these plans change, Frank flies into this place, into Detroit or whatever, super under the radar, gets picked up by Jimmy's son, Chucky, and Sally Bugs. They go to this house to pick him that up. That was one of the stupider scenes I've ever seen. It was kind of confusing. The, no, the fish? Oh, I thought that was funny. I, I thought that, that was stupid. I thought it was kind of funny. I I was like, please get over the damn fish. I could see like, how if it was a couple seconds, it's a, but it's, he literally it's could out. not drop like he just couldn't drop the topic. Yeah. And I'm just thinking of being in the car and this guy just not being able to drop that this guy decided to put a fish. What kind of fish was it? Was yeah. what in, how did you know what kind of fish it was? Dude, this guy's literally just driving people around for mob people. He's not going to I mean, even if he knew what are you trying to get at? That he didn't have a fish in there and that he like had sex with her. What are you trying to get at? Like to me it was just like that like real life like you could I could see this conversation happening in real life. And it was like that's why I thought it was just kind of funny. It was like more realistic to me, but I it serves no it. purpose to the overall. I couldn't do it, man. It was unless I was getting really annoyed. It might have been like because eventually when they pick up Jimmy and they bring it back up, Jimmy starts telling him what you do with the fish and you wrap it up, you do all this stuff. That kind of alluded to me. But to, he only talked about it because the other guy brought it up, right? But it alluded to me to like what's about to happen to Jimmy. Gotcha. So, oh, okay, I could see what you're saying because they basically do that. Yeah, to Jimmy. yeah, yeah. Um, except they throw him in the oven. Yeah. Well, so basically, 
they drive to pick up Jimmy where Jimmy originally wanted to meet. They tell a lie that Tony Pro's at this house and that he needs to come with them. And Frank's there, which Jimmy trusts Frank, of course. So he's like, okay, yeah, whatever, we'll do it. So they get in. Uh, Chucky and the other guy, Sally Bugs, is who's with them, drops Jimmy and Frank off. They go into the house. Uh, Jimmy goes in first. Frank's behind him. No one else is in the house. Jimmy realizes that it's a setup. Uh, and he's doesn't know Frank's involved, and he says, hey, Frank, Lena, let's get out of here. And then Frank pops him twice in the head and kills him. I, uh, this whole time I thought that's what Frank was going to do. And then when they got in the house, he had the gun with them, and he like didn't immediately... Like, when he, I figured you would have just, he's looking this way, you walk in, you just shoot then. But instead he waits for him to walk, like, by him and then start opening the door to pop him twice. Yeah. Which I guess probably is just him trying to deal with the fact that he's killing a friend. Yeah. And at first, when I first watched it, I was like, this doesn't, it didn't make any sense to me. Because it was, like, you see this, like, bond with Jimmy and Frank, and it's so close. And, like, yeah, Russ and Jimmy, or Russ and Frank had this close bond too, but it's like... You just I mean, don't, you don't get it. You, and his whole family loved Jimmy. Yeah, and like, like they did not like Russ like, at all. Yeah, Frank's Frank's daughters love Jimmy. They think he's like a swell guy. He doesn't have a weird nickname like all of other like Frank's friends. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, and he is like he is most yeah, of the time a, a good, good guy, guy. but he's he just guy. started going crazy in like his work. Yeah. But he's still a nice guy. But like, like Peggy basically sees Jimmy as like her real dad, basically over Frank. So Jimmy and Frank's families are especially close. So it's just kind of like you don't really get it. And then when I watched it the second time, that scene in the diner that morning where they're eating breakfast, Mm -hmm. and Russ basically tells Frank, like, we're killing Jimmy today. Uh, And basically what I got from it was, like, Russ says, listen, all the mob bosses are set on this. We're killing him. We're giving you the honor of doing it because you're his close friend. And you'll do it the way you want to do it. Like, we're letting you do this rather than someone else in the mob doing it, yeah. doing it another way. So it's kind of like out of respect to Frank and Jimmy's relationship that they're letting Frank kill him. Uh, so it's kind of like, to me, it was like. It wouldn't seem like uh, respecting to me, but I, yeah, I get it. Yeah, it's like, well, it's like we could have some other guy kill him in some really weird or crazy way. And not significant, just not significant. some random low life killing him, or or we can have you as friend who we trust, do it, and you'll do it in the way that you think is right. Yeah. And so that's what I got from it, uh, which is interesting. It's yeah. not right per se. I mean, Frank is still wrong for doing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I got out of that scene. It's a really heavy scene. It's the biggest twist. It's the big twist in the movie. Is and his daughter calling him was, I think, the heaviest scene probably in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Because that's who calls him, right? It's his daughter. Or who calls who? Um, uh, Frank's daughter calls him when they like when he's gone missing, like Jimmy's gone missing. Oh no! F- Frank calls Joe, Jimmy's wife. Oh, is that who it was? Yeah, because it's been like two. So like after that scene, it transitions back. Whatever it shows the wedding, but it's basically Frank reflecting on what happened. Um, and then eventually, it shows Frank's family watching the news and they're talking about Jimmy's disappearance and Frank's like, Oh, I should call Joe. And Peggy's like, you haven't called Joe yet. And it's been like two days, I think. Or something like that. Uh, so Frank calls Joe, Joe's, you know, weeping sad and Frank yeah. is just stuttering around. He can't even understand what he's saying. Cause he doesn't know what to say. Cause obviously he killed him. Yeah. Um, and he know or she knows too, right? No, she doesn't know, but she knows that. Which she Peggy or Joe? Joe. 
Joe yep. knows that his yep. husband's her husband's dead. Oh yeah, Joe's pretty sure that yeah. he's dead. Uh, but she doesn't know that Frank did yeah. it. But she's pretty sure he's dead. But Peggy knows. Peggy basically whether knows or not, but she has a very strong suspicion that Frank had something to do with it. Yeah. Probably did it because, because of Frank's then she past. W- and Peggy won't talk to him ever again after that. Yeah, and that's the last day Peggy ever talks to Frank. Yeah, and that's why I was saying um, that was the emotional part. Of yeah, it. which is, it is emotional because... that Yeah, that whole five minutes or whatever is yeah, probably the most emotional part of it. Not like I cried from it. It wasn't no, like a it's tearjerker not, part it's of it. It was just thing, like a... But it's heavy. Yeah, because you've spent... At that point, three hours with these three or four characters. Yeah. Of course, I don't, can't even remember Joe's name. So. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and the story still continues on. Um, yeah, it it kind of dies down after that. It's more of just like of the rippling effects yeah. of what happened. That's why it's it's not like a crazy... 30 minutes like the end of an action movie or no like all of the the climax has basically happened now it's like what yeah what's the, the fallout yeah the fallout is everyone goes, everyone to, goes jail to jail because uh, for they all go to court for jimmy's disappearance but they get out of that and they basically find them on other charges yeah for what like frank's was the cab thing mm-hmm. russ's is some uh tony like everyone goes to jail basically and everyone grows old and they die in jail except for frank Russ has a stroke. Uh, Frank they Salerno. They were all much older than, yeah, than Frank. Too. Frank Salerno, who's one of the bosses, uh, he dies or something. They all die except for Frank. Which is kind of sad because Frank and Russ have this kind of last scene in the in the prison. Mm-hmm. And they're eating what they used to eat with their bread dunked in wine, but it's grape juice in prison because they don't get wine. And it's kind of sad. Russell can't even drink or can't, can't even, even really eat it. can't eat it because he has no teeth because they're that old. But they get out. Frank is all alone. He has really bad arthritis. He can barely walk. Uh, he goes to a nursing home, tries to see Peggy at her job, and Peggy just ignores him and walks away. So he never gets that closure in his life, that closure. His, his wife dies before him. Irene dies. Um, and then he goes to a nursing home, and he basically lives the rest of his days as a... They try to get the story out of him? Yeah. His, these two detectives show up, and... You know, they're trying to talk to Frank about Jimmy's disappearance. And he's trying and to get his attorney. <laughs> he mentions, don't you know, talk to my attorney, whatever his name is. And they're like, dude, your attorney's dead. Everyone's dead. Everyone but you is Everyone dead. Everyone that you know in love or anything, they're all dead. Oh, everyone you were involved with the mob, they're all dead. It's just you. Like, just talk. And yeah. he still won't talk. Won't nope. say a word. And the only his only confession, ironically, is to a priest in confession. In Which isn't much. Yeah, it's just not, that he did. He just stuff. he he set, tells him, and he, the priest can't even like say anything to anyone because that's just uh, the way confession works. The way confession works. So, and he does confess. But it wouldn't have mattered. I mean, if he had told everything what happened, he's can't get tried for any of it at that point. Yeah, it's not like you'd go back to jail. I mean, yeah. if you do something forty-five years ago, you can't get tried for it. Yeah, it just really speaks to his like yeah. character that yeah. he it definitely still does. won't talk. Know, he he's not gonna rat. He does what he has to do because obviously someone knew though. Because ev- everyone knew at that point. I think everyone knew or had a suspicion, but you know, wasn't confirmed by the guy himself. Yeah. But the movie ends. Oh, Frank has one more confession with the priest. The priest leaves, uh, and Frank asks him to keep the door open, which is a callback to Jimmy, because Jimmy never slept with the doors closed. He always kept the doors cracked open. Uh, so that's kind of like one last thing that 
Frank has adopted that from Ginny. So it still shows that Frank. I thought it ended a little abrupt. I it thought does. there was going to be something else. It does. It, it kind of ends, and you kind of want more. You well, you want a little more closure. I also just like it was just a weird way to kind of end it. Yeah, but which I mean, I I guess I get it because he's with his passion. You get to hear that he you know he he did the stuff. He's admitting to it. He's confessing his not sins. Remorseful, and, though. Yeah, it's not remorseful. It's like that. It's to me, it's that classic. Like, and I was born and raised Catholic, yeah. so it's like that classic thing of like you know when you're young you don't really care what you do you just do it but when you're old and you're gonna die you know you want you want to go to heaven if that's there and so you confess your sins right but you don't necessarily feel bad for the sins you're just trying to like get your get out of jail free card and that to me is what frank is trying to do is get get out of jail free card because he doesn't have remorse for what he's done he's just doing the sacrament because that's what the culture has taught him i just figured it would be something more because it just kind of that also that last scene also just kind of drags a little bit. Like after the, yeah, priest, the leaves, priest leaves, you just see the door cracked and yeah. Frank is just sitting there yeah. by himself. And, and so the you figured something like was going to happen, drawing out. Like, yeah, and it, they were going to say something or another. Yeah. But just, oh, that's what I meant by it just kind of ended abruptly. Because not that I wanted an extra thirty minutes of film, but yeah, it, you wanted something. Yeah, like you kind of crave for something more. And if and just mean, the way that they shot it made it feel like there was something else. I even went back and uh, rewatched the last scene with the past with the priest because I was like, maybe I missed something that he said that, like, fully wrapped up everything. There wasn't really much. But. Yeah, I think it's just that like, it's like sad because it's that like Jimmy still still alive and still or not sorry not Jimmy Frank, Frank is Frank still is still like still connected to Jimmy in that way that he's adopted this habit. So it's like sad to me because. Gotcha. Jimmy or Frank kills one of his closest friends. Yeah. So I I didn't pick up on the cracking. It's like it's like guilt so. to me. It's like guilt. It's like there's still this guilt of Jimmy's. Yeah, that I can see that. Frank. But that's literally all the closure you get. Yeah, and if and that's like me just even you know theoretically speak. I can't speak for what they intended, but yeah, that's that's the Irishman. Yeah, we kind of just went through the whole entire movie. We did. Um, <laughs> but Bad. yeah, I I like a lot that it has to do i thought some of it was was i think some of it was a little boring um but that's just it's probably me not being a hundred percent uh in love with mafia movies like i've seen quite a few and some of them are okay uh but i tend to like a little bit more action-based um mafia movies compared to a uh politically driven yeah and like ones like good uh not good fellas uh the godfather like those are supposed to be some of the greatest movies of all time. I haven't seen them in a long time, but when I did watch them, I knew that I I was never really that intrigued. And yeah. so it may just be that I'm not the biggest uh, mafia movie fan. Uh, so there were times where I was a little, not bored, but just like... There's not like... There's a lot like just talking and, and yeah, yeah, political talk going on. Political stuff. Um, but I, it, it did do... Uh, it did have enough... Um, action and good characters that that made it enjoyable, even though I didn't like. Yeah, and there's people like getting murdered on screen. And it's, oh yeah, and yeah. Every every kill scene is awesome. I yeah, love it. I love every kill scene. It's so it's humorous in a way because it's so quick and brutal and yeah. and violent, and then it's done. Yeah, it's just done. And people really don't. I mean, no, none of them know that it's coming, even though yeah. they're all like in the mafia and 
like see yeah. people dying all the time. They're like, oh no, I'm and like it's like when the mob becomes so paranoid that they start killing anyone who they think might rat. And so like Sally Bugs goes to, uh, he goes to court and. You know, if someone knows he went to court and they don't know why, so they think they're ratting on him or something. When in reality, yeah. it was for like a parking ticket. Yep. And he told someone, but that other guy didn't tell anyone else. So Frank kills this character and shoots him eight times in the face on a bad hit. Like he shouldn't have been killed. So yeah. It's like stuff like that. That's like it's brutal, but it's but it's humor. It's it's not like Tarantino violence, real. but it's like you know different. Yeah. Did you find yourself kind of wishing that some of these characters didn't go to jail? Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. It was weird. I like. Maybe I know. Like for me, it was just a movie. So I'm like, oh yeah, these guys are doing all these things. I want them to, you know, get out. Like I call be it, free. I've I've coined it to myself as the Walter White effect. <laughs> if you've, you've, have you seen Breaking Bad? I've seen some of it, not yeah. all of it. Well, yet, you but, know, but you root for Walter White, even yeah, though that you like, know he's doing very terrible things. I'm one yeah. of the guys who like like even when Walter White is at his most evil, I want him to still win. Yeah. Like. That's how I feel about these guys, yeah. the Walter White effect. That's probably a good good job putting a word on it because it's like sometimes I see these movies and I'm like, these people are bad, but I still want them to win. Yeah. Or uh, worst case in here, these are real people. And I was like, oh, man, they should have been able to get out of that or whatever. And yeah. He shouldn't have gone to jail for 17 years, even though he's killed 45 people yeah. and blown up millions of dollars of, of you know property damage. Yeah. These are all bad people, and in reality, you know, it's like rooting for, not BTK, but it's rooting yeah. for people who are criminals. Yeah. And, and in reality, it's like... But you see them as nice, relate, maybe not nice, but relatable characters yeah. that have good qualities and are good to some people around them, and that's what they show you. So you, so you latch on to them, and yeah. you're like, yeah, this, he may be doing bad stuff, but he's still a good person at heart, and whatever. Yeah. I was hoping I wasn't... Like you're alone so, on that one. Like Russ, like even when Russ dies, I was like, man, that's really sad. Like I liked Russ. He was, yeah, he's a he's a good character. He's a they're good all good characters. Guy, I mean, even Jimmy for a lot of it. I mean, oh yeah, and you, every I mean every character I was except really, for I was upset when Jimmy died. Yeah, like, I, I didn't see it coming. I was getting annoyed with him, like everyone else was. Now I wouldn't kill him, but I was getting annoyed with him. I could, and that's why I kind of saw it coming with, yeah, with all of it. But and then you know, Frank is like the same. And that you know now that I think about it, it kind of like that end scene. Like, yeah, you haven't seen the end of Breaking Bad, but the end of Breaking Bad. Spoilers for that if no one's seen the end of Breaking well, Bad. I haven't seen the end of Breaking Bad. But uh, he, you know, he, he gets shot, and it just pans out on him lying in on the ground, and police are coming. But, I mean, he gets shot in the stomach, so it's not like he gets shot in the head. You don't know if he's dead or not. That's It's kind of, like, ambiguous. Like, that is kind of similar to me, that ambi- ambiguity, ambiguity between these these two works. And that's like the same effect. Like you root for, you still root for Frank because, like, you like him. You like he's him. Just, he's just a, a military vet that's trying to make his way in the world, and yeah. and was a truck driver and found a way to found some extra cash and and yeah. decided to do it and ended up in you know he he just is trying to live you know yeah. he's like he had an extra kid and he needed some more money so he started taking harder hit, you know he started doing hits so I mean he's just a working man. Like, that's what's trying to spin it off as, yeah. in my opinion. And he, and he like learns from his mistakes. Like there's that mm-hmm. one hit where this the character whispers that old guy asks him to blow up the laundry service. When in reality half of the laundry service was owned by oh, yeah, yeah. Russ and Angela DeVito. But he, you know, Frank didn't know that because he didn't check. Yeah. And basically they he catch, was about to do it. He's about to do it and they catch him in the act and they're like the fuck are they're you gonna doing? reprimand him, but Russ saves Frank from They're about to kill him. Being killed basically. Yeah. 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 He was about like 
the other mob guy. I wanted to kill him. Anthony? Uh, Angelo DeVito Angelo. is the character. Yeah, name. was getting ready to kill him, and Russ, yeah, saved his life. Russ saves Frank's life, yeah. So, I mean, he, like, learns from his mistakes. He, mm-hmm. You just see him climbing the top of the mountain. All these good things are going for him. But then it just you know, comes crashing down. Yeah, which is going to happen eventually if you're... <laughs> yeah, but you still, you still feel bad and you... Yeah. Yeah. It just reminded me of that. When yeah. I about it. But in real life, I would want them to go to jail. Yeah, in real I don't life, want them to do any of those. But when you're watching people. a movie... We did go... All these things did happen, too. All these people went to jail. They mm-hmm. all made the same fate. Jimmy Hoffa's r- disappearance is still not, like, in reality solved. Yeah. Like, this movie is not, like... It's not like the reveal. Rumor. It's not the reveal of this yeah. is exactly what happened to Jimmy Hoffa. This it's was still... a uncovered book from Frank telling the. And I think I think the real life Frank Sharon said that he did this, but it's not confirmed. Like FBI and police have not confirmed that this is what happened. He told somebody, but yeah. So it's not. It's not like a hundred percent. Yeah. History, but it's history still, but which is interesting. Still too. a movie. It's yeah. a, it's history that's interesting. Yeah. Movie doesn't have to be. 100% accurate. It's yeah. not why people watch movies is yeah. watching a documentary. But so It's good. There's a lot of good scenes. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I was just saying that for me, it wasn't like you'll probably have this rated higher than I do just oh, because I'm, yeah. I'm, sure. I'm not the biggest. Uh, this isn't my necessarily style of movie. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to be somebody that likes that. Yeah. Style yeah. Like Tristan would not be able to finish this movie. I, You said that your well, girlfriend was not with, able to finish Each time the I movie. watched it with someone, they each person fell yeah. asleep. So it's not their type of film either. Exactly. Um, but all in all, obviously, well done. Um, but really, anything Scorsese does, does is going to be well done. So, yeah. You got anything else to, to add in here? Um, no, I don't think so. I think we got this. Okay. Um, I guess we can just kind of uh, rate it out and then... Go on our way. So, um, just out of five stars, what? Uh, Give it a four. Four, four? to five, yeah. Okay. Okay. I actually thought you were going to go a little bit higher than that. I, Are I, you stingy on your rating? I'm not, I don't think I'm being stingy. Uh, I thought about a four and a half, but I do agree that there are some slow parts. Um, any movie that's over three hours, I think, deserves a little critique because that's a long time for a movie. And unless it's, like, grabbing you by the... This, unless you're like just captivated the whole time, yeah, uh, it has to be one of two things. Either it has to be so captivating and keep you on the edge of the seat that you don't feel like it, like is fine being three and a half hours, or just needs to be put into a series and be five hours. Exactly, and I and it has its flaws with that. I mean, there's definitely noticeable flaws in this movie, uh, but it's still a good movie, and I think four to five is a good score for it for for me anyway. Yeah. Uh, um. What. Well, I thought you were actually going to go higher than that, but um, I was going to grade around three and a half to four, um, but I'll just stick with three and a half. Just, oh no, my dog found his, <laughs> my dog gets scared when he sees his own reflection and just saw it and tried to pounce on it for a second. Um, I, I'll i give it a three and a half. Uh, I kind of teeter between three and a half and a four star. Um, if I did a four star, it would be more because I think it's really well done. Um but I like doing my ratings kind of a mix of uh, what I enjoyed and what I like and a little bit of, of how well the, the movie's done. So yeah. I'll say it was really well done, and it's a, it's a really good movie. And Maybe an Oscar well win would have put it over the edge, you know? Huh? Maybe an Oscar win would have put it over the edge for a higher rating. Who knows? Um, I try not to look at 
at Oscar winnings and make that judge uh, or make that, uh, you know, change my outcome. But uh, I'm glad it didn't win best picture because <laughs> uh, that would have been uh, way out of left field because there were some really great movies last year. So, And that might be why I don't have it as high as I did because last year was like a huge movie year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'd say about three, three and a half is – is where I'd put it, but I I do think it's a good movie, and and hope that uh, you guys do give it a give it a watch if you haven't, because uh, I mean we kind of went through everything. So if you made it this far and you haven't seen it, you kind of know everything that happens. But uh, yeah, it's it's a good movie. Um, so yeah, I officially put it at a three uh, three and a half. Um, yep, that's about it for uh, today's episode. Um, unless you got anything else, I don't think nope. so. All right. Uh, we were real happy to have you here, Damien. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, you tackled a, a big movie, <laughs> a long movie, it's a long, big that, movie, but, uh, I highly doubt anybody else, but maybe Thess would have reviewed with me. So, um, <laughs> I was glad I was finally able to tackle this one. I tried to start it a couple times and then looked at what time it was and was like, all right, I don't want to stay up until 1130, 12 o'clock watching the Irishman. Yeah. Um, it, it deserved, it deserved some love. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Definitely glad I was able to watch it. Um, so, uh, you got our reviews, uh, you've got our ratings of four and three and a half. Um, and so, uh, if you like the episode, um, if you're listening on Spotify or, uh, Apple podcast or wherever you're listening to it, just, uh, make sure to give us a good old five star review. Just tell us, uh, that we're doing a good job. Or if you have anything that you want us to do, uh, maybe a movie or do something differently, just put that in the, um, ratings and replies and we'll, uh, uh, we'll try to put that in there. Um, we'll take movie suggestions because right now there's no movies coming out. So if you have a movie that you liked, we'll uh, consider uh, putting it on the podcast. So uh, make sure to follow us at uh, on Twitter at Couch Critics Pod. Um, every time we have a movie, we try to post on there so you guys know uh, when the episodes come out. So make sure to give that a follow. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to, uh, when movie news comes back back around, we'll be tweeting about uh, all the new movie news on there. So uh, make sure to give that a follow. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.